0: All right, the audible's back on the air. Kimbo Camper John Kajemi and Johnny, it's a, uh, it's kind of that time of the year where we're kind of waiting and seeing. If you're a Miami Dolphin fan out there, like all of us are are waiting to see what's gonna happen here and you start you're hearing rumors and you're hearing innuendo and this and that and you, you kind of feel like you're out of the game right now, right? Everyone else is hiring coaches and everyone's kind of putting staffs together and you're sitting there. We're in timeout
1: right now, Bob. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're a little bit in I feel timeout. Like
0: I'm, I feel like I'm standing in the corner, you know, waiting. to. <laughs> wait, okay, you can get out now.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, you're right. And, and probably a lot of the NFL feel that way in terms of trying to get staffs together and trying to get your roster together yep. and everybody preparing for what comes next. You know, uh, Senior Bowl, Super Bowl, free agency, and then the draft. And everybody trying to get everyone in line to have them looking forward to 2019 yep. and, and all of a sudden, training camp, you know, comes up and you know, past the OTAs, and you're ready for another season. Yeah. Right now, the Dolphins are kind of stuck in in the mud in terms of where they want to go because yeah. the guys they have targeted are still on roster, active rosters that are going uh, somewhere towards that world championship. Yeah. They're trying to achieve that world championship. You know, the, Brian Flores is the name everybody's bantered around. It's been reported that you know he might be the next yeah. head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, we're going to have to probably wait a week or two B- weeks.
0: B- We've seen with New England staffers before that you know they've declined. They, you at the know end. Things, things change. Yeah, exactly. And so, so until until he puts pen to paper, Brian Flores is not the Miami Dolphins head coach. Exactly. But it certainly seems to be. You're starting to hear Jim Caldwell. You're starting to hear some different names out there that may become part of his staff. So you know usually John in these situations when there's smoke, there's fire. But as I said, New England—they've dashed that fire out before. So, and and then Bill Belichick is—you know—he's he, kind of set the tempo when he took that Jets job for a day and and jumped out of the ship a while back. Well, and, it's
1: quite evident that Josh McDaniels isn't going anywhere, yeah, right, yeah. except when Bill Belichick decides yeah. to leave, and he's going to just take one Slide more in. step and 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 be the head coach there because he's had numerous opportunities over the last—I don't know—four years, yep. f- five years. If you go outside and and look around the league, he's had great. Opportunities to be a head coach and build something somewhere, yeah. bring his culture somewhere, but it doesn't look like he's going anywhere.
0: Yeah, no. And then, like you said, until. Uh, until Bill Belichick decides it's time for him to move on, and who who knows when that's going to be? My feeling is, I think it's a package deal. When Tom Brady slides out of the door, Bill Belichick will probably be right there next to him, saying, "Hey, I'm going to get ha- on my boat. Hey, hey well. we had a hell of a run, my man. <laughs> See if anyone else can do this deal." You You're know? right.
1: You're right. Why not? Uh, yeah. Those guys have been uh, so successful, head coach and quarterback combination, and being able to win multiple World Championships. Uh, that would be a challenge to follow to step into those shoes yeah. for either. At quarterback or at head coach and try to duplicate or even emulate some of the things that they've done over their career.
0: And, And I hate to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. You know, I'd like to see two or three years though, of Bill Belichick with a sour puss when he's got some quarterback out there that can't, throw the, can't throw the ball out to the flat. Can you imagine what? What? It's Can hard you, to
1: break a smile now. I, I want to see him go. Good. Through, I
0: want to see him go through the meat grinder a little <laughs> bit. You know, my man's been riding high there oh, for yeah. a long time. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah, and I got nothing against Bill Belichick. I mean, I, 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 I. I certainly don't have the disdain for Bill Belichick that I have for the guy down in Alabama. But right. but it's not far off there because I know they're I know they are two peas in a pod. Well, all you
1: have to do is go back to you know watch some of those old. Highlights of the Cleveland Browns and yeah. those in the uniforms, which were awesome in yeah. Cleveland. But you know, to see that scowl on the yeah, sidelines yeah. <laughs> when he's really roughing it, you yeah. know, now now he has yeah. that face and, and there are 11 wins, 12 yeah. wins, 10 wins, and Super Bowl championships. It, it's, it's
0: funny speaking about that, as you know, watching the interviews obviously after and Tom Brady on national TV comes out and says, Ah, you know, everyone thought we suck, you know, and here we're winning games. And so they've got that on their show, that little yeah. chip on their shoulder. Um, but again, it's still remarkable to look at this football team and everyone saying, Oh, you know, Tom Brady's not the Tom Brady that he was and the team's not the same team it was and this is starting to break down and Gronk's starting to get, you know, worn out and this and that. Oh, by the way, they're back in the AFC championship. How game.
1: efficient was that football oh team at home yep. against the Chargers in, in terms of being able they they are the ultimate chameleon. Yep. I, and I don't I think it was kind of bantered about during the telecast. But they can adapt to any style mm-hmm. of play on offense or defense. And it doesn't really matter the cast of characters on the roster because you have a quarterback that dictates this is how we're going to play. Yep. And I'll dictate when the ball comes out, where it goes, uh, who's going to catch it, yep. how we're going to run it. They do everything so efficiently and they execute the game plan right. properly. You know, from the, from right out of the, right from the opening kick, they come out third and three Edelman, yep. third and, third and five white, uh, first a and long, 10, a
0: third and long. They, they let's run yep. Sony
1: Michelle. You know, let's finally find Gronk somewhere in the second yep. quarter or third quarter. Yep. And that, and he makes an impact in a game. Uh, Philip Dorsett, third and 11. We got him on a comeback. Yep. You know, there's so many things that they do so well. And, you know, it reminded me the way the Dolphins played in terms of when they, when the Dolphins were good in moving the football and they had those third and fours, third yes. and threes, third and fives, they were able to be more efficient. Well, the New England Patriots took it to the next level because not only were they able to execute and convert on third down, but they were able to take seven, six, seven, eight minutes off the clock. Yep. And you felt like Philip Rivers had no chance. Yeah, none. He's going to yeah. get one opportunity. They go three and out and punt. It's 14 yeah. nothing
0: it's game, over it's game over it's at that over. point yeah and and but that's that's what they've done and and you know it's you know it's to me it's that old poke the bear theory you know, uh, Tom Brady's getting been been getting poked all season long. Oh, he's not the same guy. Look at the numbers; rather pedestrian. I this fell and into that. that trap. A yeah, little no, bit. no, doubt I, about it. Well, I did. Well, I think everyone's looking for a, a chink in the armor. Everyone's starting yeah. to look for a little bit of rust to to start settling in on Tom Brady. And there were times where he didn't. But and but look, you know, I mean, early in the season, he's getting used to James White and Sony Michelle and and these different because he's had pieces coming and going. Constantly on That's that right. football team didn't have team. Edelman for the yeah, first three exactly. or four weeks. So, I think it was. But 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 I know this. I don't care how old Tom Brady is. I don't care. You know if if he's got you know starting to show a little rust. I don't care when a game's on the line and it's a big game. I, I, I'd be hard pressed to bet against a guy. I don't care who they're playing.
1: It doesn't make so many mistakes. And the bigger the stakes, yep. the less mistakes he exactly.
0: makes. And it's funny. I, you know, I was watching the game and and and, and look at this. This is one thing that that I hope this franchise really really takes stock and believes in. You know, New England, you look something says Bill Belichick there. I know this year they were the second least penalized team in the National Football League, which all that tells me is they're not gonna beat themselves. You gotta go beat this football team. And you look at, and I know the Dolphins kind of got better as the season went on and better as, as you know, during Adam Gaze's tenure every year got a little better. But, you know, you, you can't be in that bottom 20. You can't be in the bottom. You, you can't be in the 20s. You, no, you, you got to be, be in up the 20s. there. you mean got to be in the and,
1: teens or better.
0: And whoever the head coach is, whoever the next head coach is, I hope that he makes that. A priority on this football team because John, just go back through the inventory of big penalties in big situations that stop drives. And I know, look, I've been I've been harping on this for a long time, just because I because I believe well, that's it. That's the school and, and you I, came from, and I believe it to my core. Yeah, that if you can if you can eliminate the vast majority of the penalties, it's gonna you're you're gonna win a lot more football games. Absolutely, bottom line.
1: Absolutely. How many times have the Dolphins over the past? I don't know, three, four years. Of, you know, first and ten. Now it's first and fifteen. Uh, third and five. Uh, now it's third and fifteen. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you. Every team has to overcome those obstacles, but it just seemed like it was tougher. For teams like the Miami yeah. Dolphins that didn't have that explosiveness or that yeah. difference maker to be able to overcome and mask yeah. some of those deficiencies or mental mistakes or physical yeah. mistakes right. sometimes. So you're right. If you're if you're in the 20s and trending towards 30, you you better be awfully yeah. good somewhere, somewhere else, else to be able to mask it, those hidden yeah. yards and make up for those hidden yards. Yeah, in, in I, I've penalties. Said, look,
0: if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a team. That's not going to care about penalties. The old
1: Oakland Raiders. You better be that. Okay? That's what you better be. The old be. Oakland Raiders. You, they or, didn't or, care. Or the
0: or the, or the, uh, or the Baltimore Ravens right. when Ray Lewis when In they 90s, were when they were at their best. Night, right. You better be that kind of football team. This I will give you whatever you want. We'll give you because 15, we're going to beat the rip, shit you, out of you. we your head we're Beat off. the shit out of you anyway. Right. Right. So it really doesn't matter. And that's who we are. We're gonna, you know, because I remember you go play against the Raiders. You go, you know, look, these guys are gonna club you. Right. They're gonna leg whip you. They're gonna kick you. They're gonna trip you. They're gonna do everything they can to. And, and, and you then do, they're you gonna try to beat you. up. And, and so you're going <laughs> in the game with that on your mind, right. and then they then they run over your ass and throw the ball all over. So, right. so I, again, I you know, I, I kind of digress because it's always to me, it's always one of the things I look at in a game in a season is how many times. And, and this what you talk about, you know, you lose. You lose an Albert Grant, uh, uh, an Albert Wilson. You lose a Jakeem Grant. You lose big play guys. And so the Dolphins struggled in third and longs. And to watch them convert third and longs only to get called back by a penalty that that stops your drive. And we saw it a number it was of demoralizing. Times. It was demoralizing. And, and it's, just, it's just bad football. Hey, let me remind you. The Audible is brought to you by Verizon. The best uh, unlimited is on America's most awarded network. And, and by the way, John, you know, I, I, I kind of forgot. I've been forgetting about this. Because I had a guy, I saw a guy the other day. He says, "You know what? You know, I was listening to your Apple, your your uh, your podcast on Apple Music. Is there any other way I can get it? Because I have a hard time in my car. He, he doesn't have Bluetooth. Right. He's, he's driving around in a 1979 uh, Toyota Camry or whatever he's driving around in there. I say, go to TuneIn Radio, or Dolphins, Dolphin App or Dolphins.com. There's a number of ways to to get it on there. And, and I think I think this podcast has gotten so bad, it's even on the underground now. You got some of these, like, uh, you know, pirate stations that are that are carrying our podcast trying to make a buck I was off playing
1: of. in a golf tournament over the weekend, and a guy said, you know, tell telling me about... Supr- why telling, does that
0: not surprise well,
1: you? I, well, I wasn't playing very well, <laughs> and, and, and it, it was one of those things where my, oppo- my opponent, it was a two-man team type of thing, and he said, hey, I've been listening to you guys on the podcast. Uh, it, it's really cool. I said, well, what are you listening on? He said, well, I, I was listening on Apple Music and stuff, and I said, okay, that's great. He goes, hey, is this bud good? I go, no, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> he had like a three and a half He's like trying to, <laughs> yeah, d- you know, distract, distract me you, yeah. from what was hey, going man, on. Hey man, I really
0: like that podcast. I really like you, know, that. you guys, you know, John, just, you really contribute you, good stuff. This is good, it, right? It, you, you know, I this. Really up? Must, you know, and that thing you said, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know.
1: you want to pick this up? I said no. You got to put that, yeah.
0: put that out. Yeah, it reminds me of the first time I ever played golf with Coach Hula. <laughs> it, it you know, I get a call from uh, from this guy Charlie Morgan, who was he was his accountant and doing some stuff for me and friend of mine. So hey, come on, let's go meet and let's play go play with Coach Shula. Like okay, and be you know I was done retired, so mm-hmm. I didn't care at that point. And and, and, and as typical as you would with you play with the, the Coach Shula, we, we get to the first we get to the first tee. You know at that first tee, you got a group where you, you got to get the game. You got to kind of figure who who's yeah, gonna, who's going to tee off. No, no, who's going to tee off? The game was all set. Oh okay you know? okay. She set that up and Look, we're gonna play skins. This mm-hmm. is how many strokes I get this one, right. you know. So that's done. But you get there, and you know, you're kind of, you know, it's oh, who's going to tee off first? And he's chilling No, no, no. Kim, you go first. You go second. <laughs> you go third. I'm going <laughs> fourth. You, know, you know, everything. Everything was planned there's, out. There's no ambu- ambiguity with <laughs> coach. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we're playing, we're playing, and I and I hit a shot, and I'm about, you know, I'm, I'm about, you know, four feet from the from the hole, and maybe a little closer than that. And, and shoes about six feet from the hole. He walks by, scoops up his ball, and goes, "Hey, I hope you make your putt." <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you gonna do? What? Yeah, okay, yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah. What am
0: I gonna say, Coach? Right. Put the ball yeah. down. You know, you gotta make your putt. You know. So, Coach, what do you do? Hey, so, good, good, Coach. Anyway, yeah, good, good, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get let's get back here to you know we've kind of talked about let, let, let's talk a little bit about this because I know we, we'll get back to all the dolphin stuff, but. Let's move on. Let, let, let's take a quick just just matchups this weekend. Um, Kansas City and 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 New England, and I think this calling for some bad weather, but well, well, that that there that's the direction I was going because that, that you you watched that game last week, and I watched the beginning of that game before the game. They're doing pregame. I go, man, it's bitter cold there. Bitter I cold. Know. Bitter cold. No no one's beating Kansas City in this, and and, and it's going to be worse this weekend. We're talking and, about below and, fifteen and or ten even degrees. Though, even though New England comes from a cold weather, they're a cold weather team. They're used to it. I don't know that they're used to that. You know, and Midwest that cold. Midwest. That's a that's a bitter it's a different cold, in down to your bone, in through your skin. I mean, that's a that's a that's a tough one. I I said two two coldest games I've ever been to were in Kansas City, one I played in, and one I when I was just there for broadcasting. And, 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 and it, how and loud was, that oh, stadium can yeah, get.
1: Yeah. And it's uh, what an advantage for. The Chiefs yeah. to be at home as good as they were yeah. last week. By the way, they Whoa. were really good, and,
0: and it very, very, very much along the lines you talked about. New England coming out and just boom, boom, Roll, boom. Just they a steam came roller. out and are going, wow. You know, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes can throw in this weather, and it's a bang, boom. Is boom, there boom. any doubt who the oh.
1: four best teams no. in the National Football League were? No. Kind of going through. You know, midway point of the no. season and and going around, and you knew New England was going to find a way to turn the, the switch from yep. you know kind of mediocre to on. But Kansas City yep. and just unbelievable how they execute with a young quarterback yep. and a tenacious defense.
0: The, the other thing, John, that, that jumps out to me like uh, you know like like this like a siren in the lights of a police car beaming you know bearing down on you when, when you're doing something wrong is just look at all the court. Look at you go go to the final eight. Those eight quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, you're right, Bo. You you
0: know, everyone, you're not not looking at that slappy guy that, you know, geez, oh, you got a good – I mean, you have the the cream of the crop, and now here you are down to the final four, and what do you have? You have the cream of the crop.
1: Quarterbacks. You know, Aaron Rodgers
0: may be the one guy that's out there that's not, you know, and you dropped off the – I don't want to say pretenders, but you dropped off the Phillip Rivers and and these other guys, and and now you got the core of the guys that are – Arguably, four of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League right now, barring an Aaron Rodgers, you know, diamond. Right, exactly, exactly. And so, what does it tell you?
1: That a lot of teams at that position are a little rudderless, Yeah, you yeah. know, I, or they're looking, they're trying to make that rudder a little stronger by yeah. getting more pieces around it, you yeah. know, and, and that's what it tells me. There's there's only a certain amount of teams, realistically, when you line up, there's only a certain amount of teams that are going to say, well, no matter how we play, yeah. our quarterback's going to mask most of our deficiencies. Right. Yep. So we're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, we're going to be okay. We If we don't play so well on defense or we don't play so well on special teams tonight, we're going to be okay yeah. because our XYZ is going to mask yeah. a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Whereas there's probably 22 teams, 20 teams going out there going, we better play well on two-thirds yeah. of our yeah. of our three, you know, core special yeah. teams, Cause, offense, cause we defense. we know our guy can't. Because if we don't play really good on offense or if our quarterback has a down day, it doesn't matter how well we play. Yeah, we're not we're not going to win.
0: Yeah, no so doubt. So I
1: think a lot more teams are in that boat.
0: Yeah, John. You know, coming up next week, and it's hard to believe, but next week. Uh, the Senior Bowl. You know, this time when they start that's gathering, amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're, or later on the show we're gonna have Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, to get a chance to talk to him about just the Senior Bowl, how they gather players, and uh, you know, and and and, and, and take a look at some of the guys that that quite frankly, are on the Dolphins, that kind of came through the Senior yeah, Bowl. Yeah, some of the
1: young players, you know, played in that game. Uh, Mike Kiziki, yeah. I, I think Derm Smythe, the two tight ends on yeah, our, our roster, played in it. Yeah, Drake,
0: right. Leontay Carew, you know, those guys, all those guys that are kind of that. that that have a chance to move up, move up in draft position. If you're look, even if you're a a, a second round pick, and you say, "Well, I'd like I'd, I'd like to try to get to the top of the second round," you, you, you go, you go because everybody's there, everybody's looking. And and the thing I like about that, John, is is you're I, I don't no no one cares about the game. No, you the know, game is totally The game, game is secondary. It's those practices and those one one on one drills and interviews. That, that, that week, is, that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah, and it's great. Uh, I mean, uh, Logan and I and, and Trey, we used to kind of trance through Atlanta, take the, you know, yeah. the little plane over to Mobile, kind of have a good time for two or three days. But we would watch, and it was invaluable to me when we were doing all those live shows right? and being able to you know, kind of critique what, what was going on in, in terms of who the Dolphins may choose. Mm-hmm. Boy, I sure had my list on who I'd liked and who I didn't yeah. like, and it was evident. And I only had to see three practices. You know, I was there for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you go to two practices a day, I was done. I I had my eyeballs on it, and it was kind of black and white. There were some guys on, you know, teetering, okay, maybe, maybe this guy can move from guard to to tackle or tackle to guard or corner to safety or whatever, but you kind of had your favorites, and you'd highlight them, and then you watch as different teams go through that draft process, and you watch, yeah, that was a good pick. Yeah. You know, Kansas City, that, that fits with their needs yeah. right there. That was a good pick. Or a wideout going to Jacksonville, hey, Alan Hearns, that, that was a good pick. Yeah. You know, that, I, li- I like what those guys did. And then, you know, we had some opportunities to select players as well. So it's a fun week to evaluate. And I know last year I was kind of glued to NFL Network and just yeah. watching whatever they were going to, to show. So you could kind of yeah. gleam in on practice and, and make. Your evaluations. That yeah, I, way.
0: I know I played in it in 1975. I guess was the year that I played, in. it was a little more ragged than it is now. But it was still as important. It still was still as important. It was you know there were there were you know they, had, they used to have the 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 hula bowl and the Japan bowl East and the other bowls, and but that was the one if you were serious about improving your stock and your lot in life uh, in the National Football League, that was the one you went to. And I and I remember I remember the first time first practice I was out there, and it's like. It was it's not like it was now. You know, you got you got everyone's up in the stands. Right. Everyone was out in the field at the time. And and you'd go, you know, like the defense, you you know, they'd do one on one pass rushing drills. And they, and you know, we'd be standing on the outside of the circle and they go, hey, uh a bow camper and lick. Come on in. You kind of squeeze, yeah, your, way, right squeeze your way through all these guys, you know, and they all got clipboards, and, and you get in that little hole. It's, yeah. and you, and it's like Put your hand in the dirt, That's and here right. it goes. you go. You one on one. And it was the ultimate one on one with everyone with a pen, everyone with a piece of paper, everyone looking at every step you made, and it's just you and this guy and saying, right. let's go. Right. Go have at it, you know? We used
1: to start every practice at Pitt that way. Yeah. It, it was amazing. I, I, my first practice. Uh, you know, we're going through stretch and yeah. doing all that stuff. And all of a sudden everybody started, all right, call it up. Everybody's yeah. in a circle and they start calling two names. Yeah. The offensive, defense yeah. lineman, a linebacker and a fullback, Yeah, a wide out in a corner. Yeah. It, it was quarterbacks. The yeah. guys that no. weren't playing, we, they got yeah. in. It was, it was crazy. We
0: did the same thing at sound as they say. I don't know why they called it. They called it must drills, must M-U-S-T. And I don't know. I never knew why, but, but it was okay. Must drills. And everyone lined up, and it was they put the two dummies there. They put an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, a running back, and that's it. Just right. you know, well, you know, one guy's going to win, you know, and that was and every day. We did it every single day yeah. of practice. It's and amazing, it even, yeah. and
1: it, and it, and it kind of got practice going.
0: Yeah, no, doubt. well, did you, you know, good.
1: everybody's cheering for their side of the football. Yeah, all
0: it would take, you know, all it would take one fight, one hit, one hit, one <laughs> or, fight, or one extra and then, push,
1: yeah. and then the coaches yeah. jump in. And then you got to separate everybody, and then everybody calms down and goes to practice. I,
0: you know, I used to try to drive the, I used to try to drive the offensive lineman crazy, because especially you get with some guy that you know he's not that good, you know, and and so I'd, I'd get him and, and stand him up. And I'd wait for the running back and I'd, I'd push the, I'd push the offensive line and just and and push him back and just let the running back just run right into his back. You right, know? Right. I'm not trying to tackle him, I'm just clogging it, boom, clogging it up, and then the back kind of stumbles out and you get a, a shot in him, but oh I no. remember
1: doing that, Bo, and most of the time, you know, the offense and defensive linemen, they'd get in their stance. Yeah. You know, and they'd come off the ball just yeah. like they're playing in a yeah. game. Well, when I was a freshman, they called my name and another quarterback out. And we had a, and everybody's <laughs> laughing and giggling and going, what yeah, the right. hell get these yeah, two? Yeah. Go, who, who's going to hurt each other? Don't hurt each other, you know? But they they made us go on our back and yeah. they put a football in one of oh, our yeah, yeah, in yeah, one yeah. of our arms right. right and the other guy had a tackle Just, yeah so we're, I'm laying on my back going <laughs> what the hell am I gonna do you know where am I gonna go And we collide into each other yeah. and everybody's clapping yeah. they go no you got to go again now the other guy gets yeah, the ball yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious
0: yeah. no but but you're right though I mean it set the tempo for for the practices and uh, and this and that and uh, so hey, a little different era now with with the way things are going on but but anyway kind of going back to the senior bowl uh I I've always enjoyed the ch- the time the chance I've had to go up there hey, hey let's let's talk a little bit about moving forward now and as we said this is speculation nothing is done Brian Flores the I don't know adjunct defensive coordinator I don't know what you would call him up there in New England since they didn't really name him a defensive coordinator looks to, looks to be the guy here and 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 if that's the case, John, you, you feel good about that? Um, do you feel that? Because I, I would assume that anybody that's coming from that organization, no matter who you are uh, and no matter where you're going, uh, you you've got to bring some of that. So,
1: well, I think he's been there the, for almost some of the ten or eleven years. Some the, he's right? been there for fourteen years. Fourteen years. years.
0: So he's been through five Super Bowls. Some some of the things. No, no, I'm sorry. He hasn't been there 14 years. That the 11 seasons. That was something 11 that was years, there. right? 11 years he's been there. But y- y- you got to bring some of that. To me, I would think some of those tidbits that makes New England what New England in, in the to verbiage is, You know, the the the, the, the Patriot, Patriot, Patriot way. way. Bring the Patriot Way with you. Hey, are, are I, any stock in that, John? You put it. Take any stock in that?
1: I think I think there is to a certain point. I mean, you'd be blind or you know, have your ha- hands over your ears not to want to embrace a little bit of yeah. that because it's it's been successful. It's been quite successful. Yeah. Now, I don't know how much is Belichick. I don't know how much is Brady. I don't know how much is the Patriot way. Yes. That's where you kind of start cutting up the pie, mm-hmm. okay? You get a guy, say it's Brian Flores, been in that Patriot way for 11 years. How much of it do you believe? How much of it do you trust? Yeah. How much is... It, how much? Does your influence on that way yep. you know w- how would you like to alter it? I'm sure there's a ton of stuff over eleven years that Brian Flores goes back to his office, scratches his head going, "This guy's insane." yeah I would never do this if i if I was in charge of a team. Yep. This is the way I would do it now it might work, but this is how I would craft it right so that's what i I think nobody nobody is going to be perfect and nobody is going to be wrong all the time. So you have to go in with with an open mind and say I like 80% of the patriot way. Right. I like 90, I like 60, wherever you yeah. fall on that scale. And now bring your own type of personality yes. and input to add, to make it as, as good as you think it can be yeah. in your way. Because at the end of the day, Bill Belichick's not coaching the Miami Dolphins, right. nor is the Patriot way if this is the way the Dolphins go. It's going to be his name yeah. at the top of the list. So you better go down or or be successful the way you want to do it. Now, it's only smart of anybody that's been in that organization for so long to take bits and pieces yeah. or maybe chunks, whatever you yeah. feel is is going to make you successful and bring it to the Miami Dolphins yeah. if that's the way it goes. Yeah.
0: You know, and I, I've watched this team, John, for a long time. And I've been standing on that sideline twice a year watching this football team. And almost every game I sit there and I go, I'm going to watch this and see what makes them different, what makes them special. And, and when I look at it, and if, if, if I was a, a guy that was there, and, and behind closed doors and going through because, look, John, and, and I talked to people. I said, look, they talk to me about the, the the other coaches, Coach Gaze, this and that. And I said, look, I've got my opinion on this guy, but I'm not behind closed doors because closed doors is when all the work gets right, done. Right. All this other stuff is it's window dressing. Mm-hmm. The real business done where you're not in there, I'm not in there, Jeff's not in there, the team's in there, and it's, it's to themselves. But from a guy standing on the sideline watching this team over the years, if I was to say, if someone say, well, what's the Patriot way? I would say to me, the Patriot way is, is every person being attention, paying attention and, and being attentive to the most minor of details in the job that you're supposed to do. If you're supposed to take inside technique, take inside technique and don't give it up. If you're supposed to be a guy that gets upfield to set the edge, get upfield and set the edge. You know, don't freelance. Again, going back to do your job, just do your job. You know what? I will do the do your job the way, and 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 that's what I see. I, I see a team and, and I take it back to my career with Don Wonder under Don Shula. You know, I can remember being on a practice field, same like every team, you've got two practice fields, and Don Shula maybe would be on the far side uh, on the east side of the uh, of one practice field, and on the west side on the on the on the deep side of the other field diagonal guy catches a ball and run and and, and just kind of tosses it back and you hear from damn it tuck, tuck it, it away. away I I mean small details but but he didn't let those things go unnoticed or un or or unfixed.
1: I, I totally you know? agree with you Bo and I will add one word to all that stuff that you, you just talked about and I would say that those teams, the Miami Dolphins of that era, the New England Patriots of this era, they were unselfish. Yep. They didn't care if it was Tom Brady. They didn't care if it was James White. They didn't care if it was Bob Greasy or Paul Warfield. They didn't care if it was Mercury Morris, Jim Kick, or Larry Zonka Mm -hmm. who got the first down. Yep. This is the way we're going to do it. And if you want to win and you you don't care who's going to go into the Pro Bowl and who's getting a bonus and who's doing this – that i think from the outside in that is one of the most unselfish teams yep in the National Football League, over there, over there, run because who else has a fullback that everybody knows his name, but no one cares what he does. Right. He just does his job all the time, yep. whether it's knocking linebackers on yep. their back, whether it's getting a two-yard gain on third and one, where everybody's looking at Sony Michelle or James
0: White stepping up on a blitz and stepping up, up and picking up a blitz,
1: or whether it's that three technique that's always taking this yep. this gap, or guys are always in the yep. right spot. You know, the the one bust they had early in the game where Rivers gets the bomb over over the top I mean that was a guy kind of reading a route but there was nothing to read there wasn't even an in route there was just a diagonal that he just assumed he just assumed that that there was somebody there he saw a ghost yeah you know maybe that was just a bust yeah but I think when you look over the reason why they don't make so many mistakes is at the end of the day they don't care who gets the credit yeah they're just doing their job because that Bill Belichick is is coaches that way And, he, and he's that way himself. Mm-hmm. He kind of you look at him on the sidelines. Yeah. You wouldn't know if he was one of the GAs yeah, or right. he was
0: a head coach. Yeah. You know you you've got to be willing to me is is as, as offensive defensive player. You know I, I come from the defensive side of it, but I I think you like and, and I think it fits right into what you're saying about being unselfish. You've got to be willing to do your job, even though you know doing your job, you got no chance to make a play, no recognition. You, you got no chance no to make tackle, a play, no tackle, no catch, know? no nothing. Nothing. I can, my, okay, my job is to two gap this guy, and I'm a two gap that guy, and I know that you know if I kind of throw a little arm over, maybe I might be able it, to make the play. I might be able to make a nice little play there, and then drop him for a loss. But 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 the consequences of me doing that and not making the play are so great that I'm not going to do that. And, but you've got it, – and it takes discipline to be willing to say, hey, I'm going to do my job the best I can, and I got no chance of making the play. I'm not going to make a play. Unless this guy trips over my foot, I ain't making the play. But that's what I'm going to do because I know it's the right thing to do for the entire 11 guys standing on that field, whether it's offense or defense or or special teams. Right. It doesn't matter. I, I agree. Do your job and just commit to it. That, to me, is – you know, unselfish is – it's not being, you know – you know, not, it's not being unselfish because you didn't get the ball thrown your way when you were open. Well, well,
1: that's part of it. Don't you think Gronk inside? You know, it's been a quarter and a half, and yeah. Tom hasn't even looked my way. Yeah. Really, I mean, basically, it's been it was the running game.
0: But let me ask you this: Do you think he's worried about that?
1: Not at all. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, it, he looks at the scoreboards. Fourteen yeah. nothing. Yeah, it's twenty one. Whatever. Yeah, you know, we've scored five times. They have. We have more touchdowns. Than they have first downs. Yeah.
0: He doesn't well, – I but, don't think so. Go, go go back. Go go back. And, and I know, you know, harken back to the the, the good old days or the back when it was. You know, look at Paul Warfield. Maybe the greatest receiver ever to play in the National Football League. And when you talk to people of that era, they'll tell you. He's the, the best route runner they've ever seen. And and he'd catch maybe two, three catches, two, three balls. There was a the one game, the Super Bowl game, I was reading, you know, with all the stuff with Bob Kuchenberg. I want to kind of get into Bob too a little bit here in this show. But – where, where you know they were so dominant running the football, Bob in one game Bob threw seven passes, in, in in a winning in a winning playoff game. Right. You know I mean what does that tell you? You know you got the arguably the greatest receiver in the National Football League out there, and and, and you and you're probably targeting maybe two times. In, a, in an AFC championship game or something, you know?
1: Yeah. It, I mean, certain teams have to play certain ways in order to win that particular yeah. game. And that's why I really credit the way New England attacked the Chargers yeah. the other day because... They were methodical. Yeah. They, you know, wasn't like, hey, we got Tom Brady. We're just going to beat you, yeah. you know, by by going downfield and finding yeah. our receivers and doing things that we need to do. They they beat them up. Yeah, you know, they drug them up and down the yeah. field, and it wasn't like it was a an eighty yard scoring drive in three plays. Yeah. They, 15 plays 12 plays yep. 9 plays 6 minutes off the clock that was like a heavyweight fight yeah. where that guy had no chance yeah. and they were just jab, 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 jab
0: knockout yeah, like a guy comes, guy comes to the corner and goes, and he says uh, trainer, do I have to go back out w- there? W- w- what are they doing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they're doing all I know is I'm getting punched <laughs> at, and I don't know where they're coming from but I don't know what they're doing I thought that was
1: surgically yeah. uh, one of the best offensive performances by yeah. a team and, and Josh McDaniel uh, the way he called the game I, I thought they did a brilliant job of, of doing that.
0: Yeah, so it's, uh, um, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be interesting. New England and in, uh, in Kansas City at Kansas City. Um, boy, this kid, Pat Mahomes, is... Whew, it's pretty what, good. What, what, what a... You know, you, you if you see a guy in a game and, and plays like... And you go, ah, well, let me see him do it. The guy's done it week in, week out, week in, week out. What a... what a You, you know, it's, it's funny. You, you kind of start looking... You know, you, you kind of start looking at the quarterbacks. and You go, oh, you know, Tom Brady getting old... Aaron Rodgers getting old, Phillip Rivers getting old, you know, all these guys getting old and you're going, geez, where's – you know where's the where's the next crop? Well, the next crop is Jared Goff and Pat Mahomes yeah. and and Andrew Luck and, and, and all Baker these guys Mayfield and Baker Mayfield and, and who knows Sam Darnold? Right. I mean Josh you know, those got those Josh Allen. I mean you know the, the the cupboard of these young quarterbacks you know is, is really starting to get filled up pretty well and and quite frankly, I hope we jump on that that train a little bit this year and and, and get one of our own.
1: Yeah, you're right. Hey, this year and or next year, yeah, you know, be able to. Well, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm John, i John.
0: I'm I say this year. And, and next year, you know, I, I, I'm just, you know, I, 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 again, I kind of go back. To what we were talking about the beginning. Look at the four guys that are standing. Look at the four teams that are standing, and, and the guys that are taking the snap. Yeah,
1: I've and it tells for... you a lot
0: about. And, and you could go back to next week. Go back to last week too, if you want to take those guys. Yeah, take the Andrew Lux and the Philip Brook, You take those guys, throw them into the mix, and they're all right up in that top, top ten That's right. guys. And yeah. so. You know, if if you want to have a chance, and Lee, I, I,
1: and Roethlisberger didn't even make it with his yeah, right, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So you know, anyway, that's kind of where. I'm going. Hey, I, I touched on a little bit, Bob Kuchenberg. Yep. Uh, you know, just a shocking, shocking news. Uh, you know, we lost him uh, um, on Saturday. Uh, I got the news late Saturday night, and uh, and was shocked. I just, I was just texting with him earlier, uh, or early in the week. So to to, to hear that, it was just. It was heartbreaking because Bob was Bob was very influential to me. I, I mean, when I came, he was influential in a number of ways. When I first came in the league, I had only been here for a few days because I, I was up in the college all star game, and uh, our first night off, he says, uh, he says, "Boy, get dressed. You're coming with us." So he, him, and Jim Langer took me up to Fort Lauderdale and, <laughs> and kind of integrated me into the South Florida scene, if you will, and uh, and, and it was kind of just a guy that you know, a guy that I admired from his toughness. I admired the way he played the game, and and I would never, I, I I would never say that I got to the level of play that 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 Bob was, because quite frankly, I think it's it's I think it's an embarrassment that he's not in the in the Hall of Fame, to you know, in in my mind. But but the way he went about his business, the toughness that he played with, fighting through injuries. You know, I played with Bob. Bob had a broken back. He, he broke two of the little condyles on the back on his mm-hmm. on his uh, on his uh, on his back on his spine where your muscles attached to and uh he played 5 weeks with that wow he would he would they put a cast on after the game was over he'd wear it until saturday they'd cut it off sunday morning he'd go play the game They put the cast on 5 weeks straight he did it that's played. unbelievable and if you read read the articles you going to played with about a the bro- arm, broken yeah. arm and put a, yep. a titanium shaft in a broken arm so this, so, so you, this guy to me the toughest guy i've ever seen on a football field and and and, and it and it, it influenced my 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 feeling about what you should be as a player in that era. Things have changed, not quite the same way, um, but but I I, I I I'm 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 disgusted with the Hall of Fame voters that uh, that have kept him out of the Hall of Fame. Do you,
1: do you think Bo? It's it's one of those things where you have so many players yep. uh, from from one team yep. in a in a small era, you know, a small yep. window. Do you think that's the biggest reason? Well, why? So I, I because you can't go by. I mean, if you look at his play, yeah, he, he it's a no brainer. The guy
0: guy was a guy was a Pro Bowler in three different positions, right? Played every position in the offensive line. He was our backup kicker. He was the long snapper. He, you know, he he did whatever you needed to do. He did and and did him and did him well, right? You know, and, and we were up in Pittsburgh one year, and we had a rain delay up there, and. And so I was walking with press box, and Peter King was up there, the writer from Great Writer from Sports Illustrated, and he does a Monday Morning morning Quarterback uh, on uh, on the internet now. And and look at me, I'm like an old guy on the internet and uh, (laughs) 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 online, I guess I should say. And and so I had, so he 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 said, we started talking. He said, "Let me ask something." He goes, "What do you think about Cooch in in the Super Bowl?" I mean, in the in the Hall of Fame. I said, "I said, there's no doubt in my mind he, he should be in in the Hall of Fame." I played against Joe DeLamalier. right? I said. I would rather play against Joe Delamelier in a game than play against Bob Kuchenberg in, in a practice. Yeah, you know that's that's what I felt, and and so so I kind of was you know lobbying for Bob and you know saying this and that and uh, and he goes and 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 Peter goes yeah but you know what there's there's you know so many guys in that offense so you know you had. You got Langer. You you got Larry Little. You got uh, Greasy. You got Zonk. You got Paul Warfield. Uh, I don't know who I'm missing in that 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 group, but you know, so 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 that is part of it.
1: And And you add in some of the defense too. yeah, Yeah. Well,
0: and my answer was to Tim was well count up the Pittsburgh Steelers right count up how many why is there no why is there no limit on the amount of guys they can get in right but all of a sudden you're saying that Bob Kuchenberg oh they've got too many we can't get in well that, that's that's not what it's about it's not about you know each team can have five guys in the Hall of maximum five guys it's not what it's about right how many guys on that team deserve to be in the Hall of Fame and you if you look me in the face and tell me Bob Kuchenberg doesn't believe to, doesn't deserve doesn't it. deserve be in the Hall of Fame Peter, you know, your I, I, your your credentials are, are going to drop to the floor as far as I'm concerned. Well, you
1: could go through every one of those uh, teams that dominated era, like the Vince Lombardi yeah. Packers, you know, the, the Cowboys under Tom Landry and and Chuck Noll with the Steelers. Yeah. You know, you can go with the 49ers, you know, yeah. and, during that era. Yeah, and, sure, and, yeah. and now you're going to be able to do it, you know, with, with other teams yeah. as well. And you're right, though, Bo, there shouldn't be a limit to say well we've got four, five guys on that offensive so, team so we can't put and, it and we've got two others on the defense right. you know, how are we going do how are we going to do this right well, well, well tough well, well, they're, they're good enough well, well,
0: well, let me ask you, let me have you answer this one question how many other teams in the National Football League have, ne- have an undefeated season yeah zero. so, so maybe they yeah. could be unique and be that team that has right. maybe more than 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 people say that they deserve a lot in share the, yeah the, the, i'll give you the other thing too because that that football team when they lost the Oakland Raiders to end their streak Streak, that football team may have been the one of the best football teams they had of all of them, and and you wonder. So you talk about you know Pittsburgh Steelers winning more, you know winning for a longer duration. Right. right. Well, what happens if if Zonk and Kick and Warfield don't go to the World Football League? Right. What happens if they stay right over that? That football team is going to be there for another four or five years in that same mode and so they they would get there so uh, I I just think I, I just think it's a disservice to and, and look Bob he may get in posthumously um, I mean if he does does it's not going to mean anything to me it is not going to mean a damn thing to me because I, I really believe when the last time because I sat with Bob two or three times waiting for the phone call mm-hmm. and, and and I saw his face when when when, when he found out right. he wasn't going in and and I I honestly believe that when when he went through his last time his last time of eligibility in in, in the regular uh, eight eight times he was right. nominated or whatever it was, I think it broke his heart and 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 I and I think his life I think his life at that point was on a went on a downward spiral that ended the the night he died last week.
1: It's such a shame because yeah. you know what a career what a what a character yes. in terms of being able to. Uh, be one of the guys yep. and one of the ringleaders of that that, that era, yep. and uh, it was it was a pleasure watching him play because of his toughness yep. and the way he played. Yep. Uh, I can remember as a kid growing up just watching uh, all those guys play, and it was just you know my dad would take me down to the Orange Bowl, take me down yep. to you know the practices and the sun. It, it was it was awesome, you know, and he he was a man among among yeah. guys you and know? you
0: know what he, he, was a, he was a bit of a renaissance man he was know? he was into art he was into yeah. that and I, but I, the one thing that always, that always stuck to me about Cooch so at the time when we used to travel uh, the coaches sat in first class we only had nine coaches so the coaches sat in first class. So there was always a couple extra seats left in first class, and so Coach Schultz it was it was uh, it was um,
1: veterans. No, no. Or by well, play? It,
0: it was it was based on years of service, right? right. You know, it wasn't based. You could have been. You could have been the long snapper, but if you were been tenured, there for ten year and you were yeah, tenured, you yeah. got the. So Cooch was always in in first class because he was longest tenured guy. And, and, and also, on the time when we were coming back from games at the time, we used to have, they'd have like unlimited beer on the plane. Right. You would drink beer all the time. All the beer, all the beer yeah, you wanted yeah. coming back, right? And I remember getting on the plane, coming back from our first game. I go, oh, geez, I got beer on the plane. That's pretty, you know. And I'm popping over cores and sucking them out of the And here comes Cooch. <laughs> Let me wa- take three here, for the here road. Here comes Cooch walking down the aisle to come back with the fellas and, and start talking. He's got a pewter mug, you know, chilled a little bit. <laughs> and I'm going, man. You get one of I'm those? going like this. Man, look at that guy!
1: <laughs> it looked like North Dallas Forty, yeah, exactly.
0: And he's walking back there, and you know, but uh, yeah, I, I have such fond memories of Bob Kuchenberg. And, and and like I said, I think he dictated a lot to that offensive line in the yeah. way they played, in, in in their personality, and and he certainly was a guy that that I looked at and uh, with a lot of admiration, and, and 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 try to peel as much stuff out of what he did. And try to put it into my game just to get somewhere where I could be on the same on the same field on that with level. The guy. Yeah, you're so, right. Uh, so I, I just wanted, to, I just felt as, you know, just wanted to get that out because uh, it, it's a big, big loss. It is. Uh, it's for a huge franchise. loss
1: for, for the community, for the franchise, and one of the best players to ever wear the Miami Dolphins uniform.
0: Yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, sad, sad time. And uh, I know they're gonna do. They're gonna honor him. Uh, I think on the 26th they're doing a. Uh, uh, a big deal down at Shula's for for Cooch. and i'm sure there'll be a lot of guys there absolutely it'll be a lot of fun hey uh, so before we get before we wrap this thing up um let's kind of so we got uh, we got uh, we got new england and kansas city and kansas city we got uh, la and uh, uh in new orleans in new orleans in, in new orleans which which I was sitting there watching that game. I'm going, man, that's a tough place to play. And, you know, and, and New in New England, they're down 14. I go, man, that's a tough place to play. And they're going, doesn't look so tough. now. I go, well, you know what? Game's not over. Let's that's wait and right. see. That's right. And, and sure enough. So I, I think you've got really – I think both matchups to me are, are, are very, very intriguing.
1: They're fun. Yeah. I, it's a fun way to go down to see who's going to play yeah. in the Super Bowl in Atlanta. For me, it's really hard to go against New England, but I w- I would – I would trend towards Kansas City yeah. at home, even though you get a veteran at quarterback, one of the best to ever play the game on the road going against a young guy. Yeah, but that, that's a
0: tough, uh, tough, tough, tough that's place That's going to be a tough
1: environment, and I think that you know both teams are rested, but Kansas City yeah. might be one game more yeah. rested at this time of the year, and the way they played at home, it's pretty imposing. Now, yeah. on the other side, something keeps telling me – it's the Rams. Yeah, I, don't uh, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, Drew Brees is going to have a lot to say about yeah. that. But something's telling me it's just the Ram season to play for yeah. the, the world championship. I, well, I there, just there's, there's feel two it.
0: guys. Certainly, certainly, Jared Goff is going to dictate a lot of of what what success or lack of success that that they have in this thing. But I look at Todd Gurley and, and I look at uh, at uh, the defense. At, yeah, and Aaron Donald. At, at Aaron Donald. I mean, those two guys. Can really you know if you get you get Gurley going and just pounding the ball and grind it much like you talked about the New England drives yeah. where you're where you're taking six seven eight minutes to put the ball in the end zone and, and then Aaron Donald and and the thing I like about Aaron Donald against Tom Brady he's coming right up the middle and, and that's where Tom Brady makes his makes his living standing right there in the middle of that pocket and, and you know so I know every time we talk about playing against New England you've got to get up in the middle force him to be uncomfortable. I think Aaron Donald, uh, and, and you know what? He hasn't stepped up much this year, but I like to see Sue step up and earn his money because he hasn't done very much uh, for that football. Well, team. you can
1: notice him; he's the biggest guy they've got right. on on the line, and they kind of move him around a little yeah. bit. They've been moving him closer to that guard center yep. gap lately, and yep. trying to take on two blockers to, to help out Aaron yep. Donald, and not that he needs it, but yep. you know, any any little advantage you can give Donald, and as fast as he and strong as he is, uh, would be great. But yeah, something's telling me the Rams somehow are gonna. Gonna beat New, New, uh, New Orleans at home, yeah. and I think Kansas City's gonna hold serve at home, and we're gonna have one heck of a Super Bowl, well, no matter who wins. Well, the games. and
0: I, I think you know the the other thing too is you kind of if, if that happens, it's almost a little bit of the changing of the guard. Yeah, right. You got here's Mahomes and here's Goff. You know, two of the young guns that are just kind of getting getting you know getting their, started. their careers just getting going, and uh, you know, and it's like they said uh, they said last week after the after the game, you know, uh, Mahomes against Lucky, that's a matchup we're gonna be seeing. Uh, a number of times here going forward and i and i think it's going to be the same way with Mahomes and and Jared Goff and and looking all those young guys now, we're seeing them all kind of get in that mode that we've seen over the years with with the the Tom Brady's and the Ben Roethlisberger's and the Philip, you know, all those all that era of quarterbacks. Well, you remember, they
1: used to say, "There's a new sheriff in town." Yeah. Well, now there's a couple of different yeah, sheriffs no around the league that yep. are going to start to take over. And and to your point, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes ago, I hope the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, to come look, April. Look for we got, hopefully, a April we got a, we got a
0: new sheriff coming into couple, town. A couple of sheriffs, yeah, you know, at no all it. positions. Yeah. All right, John, it's been a pleasure. Uh, We'll be back at it again next week. I think maybe Joe's going to pop in and out every now and then. Uh, He had some excuses. I think he had tennis today. Uh, I I I got the text for tennis today.
2: Yeah. 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 But
0: that's all right. I don't know who he is. You got some invalid out there, he's probably playing. I don't know what he's doing.
1: He's dragging somebody in a wheelchair <laughs> <He's> around <laughs> the court. That's exactly.
0: It. He's playing one of those guys that's got that he got that tennis shoe that's got about three inches of heel on it. You know, extra He got a little short leg there that he's kind of covering up. So
1: some guy was telling me a story the other day. He told Joe he was playing tennis with me. Joe, I only got ten more minutes of this auction. He goes, Oh, we got time for a couple more games.
0: <laughs> you go down, I'll give you a mouth to mouth. Don't worry about it. I You'll gotta count right. this as a win. All right, John. Hey, by the way, I, I see on the bat line. Jim Nagy from the executive director from the, uh, uh, senior bowls here. So, and I know you're, you know, you, have been, you've been neck deep in the senior bowl. So I'm going to turn this one over to okay,
1: you. Okay, Bo, no problem, buddy. Well, I'm extremely excited to, to introduce Jim Nagy, the executive director of this year's senior bowl. Jim spent 18 seasons in the national football league and was part of, uh, World championships with the Green Bay Packers, New England Patriots, and the Seattle Seahawks. and Jim, I know it's been a crazy probably month getting this roster together for the Senior Bowl on the north and south sides. You've got the Raiders and San Francisco coaching staffs ready to get going. Tell me about your heading out of the NFL. You could say heading out, but you're heading right into a major scouting breed and probably something you've covered over your career, the excitement about this week.
2: Yeah, it's been uh, well it's, it's took the job first of all. Thanks for having me on, guys. I I, I truly appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I took this job back in June after 18 years in the league, and uh, you know I've been living in Mobile for the last 11 years. It's my wife's hometown. So uh, when this job came open after the draft last year, I called John Schneider, our GM in Seattle, who you know thankfully is one of my best friends. Um, and loves my family and and had our best interest at heart and he i just told him i said john I, I feel like i need to go for this um you know if i'm not their guy i can live with that but you know my son's getting to be high school age and playing high school sports and uh, you know that the the scouting life is a grind it really is it's really a grind to be away from your family as much as as the scouts are and uh this was an opportunity to to kind of improve the quality of life for my family and and, you know, even take on a bigger role, um, than I, than I had just, you know, being a scout. So it's been great. And, and so the whole process through, this is kind of the culmination of, of, uh, you know, six months of a, seven months of a lot of hard work and we can't be more excited than, uh, Get this thing rolling on Sunday when the players come into
1: town. Well, I can feel your excitement, and you're right. The players are going to start rolling into town. And First, it's, it's height and weight, and then you kind of feed them, and then it's meetings and individual meetings, and then they get on the field, I believe, uh, Tuesday for, for practices, and then Wednesday and Thursday leading up to the Saturday's game on January 26th. Tell me about how this process goes about getting these rosters together for the North and South. I know we mentioned before we came on air, you know, it's, it's a, been a little crazy in the past holding on to rosters, but you've had a, a pretty good run in your first year of getting guys that were committed and you're, they're going to be in mobile.
2: Yeah. You know, so just, just real, I'll try to do a real brief uh, overview of how we did this thing this year. So um, this was the first time the senior bowl, we hired a scouting staff made up of all NFL, former NFL scouts, um i hired four guys that had 69 years of experience uh in the nfl and most of them around the same amount of time i was in um and you know like anything you guys working for the dolphins and being around football you can be as good at your job as you possibly can and sometimes if uh you know you don't win enough games you find yourself in the crosshairs of a you know regime change and the new gm gets brought in and you're not his quote-unquote guy so you get let go so what I did was I, I hired four guys that got let go last day for after the draft that are good scouts, um, but just found themselves in that situation, and uh, you know they were still under under contract with their clubs, and we don't have a huge budget here at the Senior Bowl. This isn't, um, you know, obviously not working. <laughs> I know. With, are obviously are working with a billionaire's budget here. Um, so, but hiring these guys allowed us to really. And it worked out geographically perfect the way with the four guys we hired. It really split the country up and divided it up really perfectly. So we were at games every weekend. And uh, we sometimes we were at as many as 10 games a weekend. I've got two guys that work here in Mobile, young scouting assistants that were with the Chiefs and the Bills, this training camp. And uh, we really tried to treat this thing like a, like a 33rd NFL personnel department. We got – access to the NFL dub center for the first time this year, you know, pulling the same tape that the teams pull. And, uh, you know, we, we really just really just tried to do this thing the right way. And then, you know, relying on my relationships in the league, um, around Thanksgiving, when we got our board built up, how we felt good about it. Um, just called 17 guys around the league, either general managers or college directors and guys that, you know, had access to all their grades and really just bounce some things off them at that point, I think we'd invited 60 players. So I, I kind of said, okay, went position by position. Here's the next group we want to invite. And here's kind of the cut line. It looks like we're going to be left with, you know, four offensive line spots. And we've got these seven names, like which, which of these seven would you guys want to see? And just had those conversations with every team. So that's kind of, that's kind of how the process went this year. And that's why we feel so good about our rosters because, um, you know, we did our own work and we're guys that have been in the league forever. And then and we also used our our relationships in the league to bring these these 32 teams, the rosters they want to see, because, again, this is this is for them. You know, we're kind of stewards to the NFL uh, here in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. So we, we want to give the league the players they want to see and um, just the feedback and, you know, A lot of teams opened up about where you know what rounds they have players graded in, so we have a really good idea where our guys are going to go. And uh, it's a really talented, really talented group this year.
1: It is a talented group. I've been looking at the rosters, and, and I always find it fun going and working for ESPN on Saturday and watching college football and broadcasting college football. I'll see the scouts, or I'll come back home to Miami and say, "Hey, I really like this guy. You know, he really looked good." Or and you've got a lot of them on the list, and especially at quarterback, when you take a look at. Names like Drew Locke and Ryan Finley and Will Greer and Gardner Minshew and Daniel Jones from Duke. I mean, you've loaded up the quarterback position, and and I know the Miami Dolphins are going to take a special interest with the with the microscope at that position next week.
2: Yeah, that's a group that really came together for us. Really happy about it. You know, this is my. 23rd senior bowl. And again, I, I didn't go back over all 23 rosters, but just in terms of, you know, one through nine, cause we had a Tyree Jackson. That's on, right. Uh, yeah. From Buffalo. Monday. Yeah. From Buffalo, the junior graduate, you know, and again, that was just an attempt to bring in the best players available. You know, really, you know, we, I, I reached out to the coaches to see if the other coaches would be on board adding a fifth arm, you know, and what that might do to you know, to a group and splitting up reps and they were cool with it. So we had Tyree and, um, you know, like last year's group was great with, with Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen, two top 10 picks and the number one overall guy. But, uh, you know, one through nine, I mean, every single one of these guys, Trace McSorley, you know, how many games has he won at That's Penn right. state? He's a household name in college football. And like you talked about, you know, Daniel Jones and Drew Locke are getting a lot of first round buzz and, You know, Will Greer, Jarrett Stidham is really talented. Um, So, you know, the the, the Auburn season didn't quite go how a lot of fans around our parts down here wanted to go. And I think Jarrett didn't go how he wanted to go. But I think you saw in the bowl game when they put up 56 points in one half instead of all-time bowl record, um, you know, the kind of arm talent Jarrett has. So it's uh, from top to bottom. If you need a quarterback – and, again, all these guys, you know, a lot of different flavors, you know, a lot of different skill sets. So – i think the teams the teams that i'm speaking with that need a quarterback can't wait to get down here because you know this it's such a deep group
1: you know, it's fun watching those guys that everybody knows. You know, Trace McSorley, you mentioned Will Greer from West Virginia. And it's always fun to find guys from the University of maybe Charleston or South Dakota State. And and you have those flavors at the Senior Bowl. So it's a potpourri for scouts to come in and take a look. And the Miami Dolphins did a really good job last year, I felt, in coming into the Senior Bowl and finding guys. You know, Penn State had a, a nice tight end in Mike Kosicki. He came in and did a, a really good job in his rookie year to, to find a way to be at an NFL tight end, and he's going to have to grow from year one to year two. But guys like Durham Smythe, who really no one talked about last year, I watched watched him perform at the senior bowl for three days. And I fell in love with the guy cause he did a little bit of everything. And he translates to the NFL because he played on every special teams you could possibly imagine. And you get a guy right. like Kellen Bellage that comes in and, and does a great job filling in for a guy like Frank Gore down the stretch and, and a, you know, a Kenyan Drake or a God chow and young guys on the roster that the Miami dolphins are trying to compile you as a, a former scout and being with the NFL for so long, Chris Greer now as a GM is trying to take that nucleus of young talent and build it into something maybe you could speak about your past and and maybe history with Chris Greer what you know about him and what he can do with that young base of talent
2: yeah I'm so excited for Chris Um, he and I Chris got in the league a little bit before I did I've known Chris a long time and you know he just hired a A good friend of mine that I worked with in New England for a long time, Marvin Allen, to come in there and be his assistant GM. So I got a ton of respect for both those guys. Uh, You know, Anthony Hahn, I mean, going on, I mean, that whole scouting group is is a really good group of guys. They work really hard at it. You know, having Chris calling the shots, I think, is going to be really big. He's a really good football man. Uh, You know, his dad being, being a personnel guy himself, Bobby Greer, you know, he just, Given Chris the reins and, and to take this thing over, um, I think will be great for the Dolphins. You you hit on all those guys they got out of the Senior Bowl last year. And again, it I don't want it to sound self-serving because of the chair I'm sitting in now, but I've always been a big believer in this this week and this game because it, it shows so much. If you come to Mobile with your sleeves rolled up as a scout, I mean, there's so many things you can see from – the competitiveness and practice in those one-on-one battles and who's really locked in and going for it and who's taking coaching out on the field because you can hear all the coaching points. If you get down by the the fence line or you're on the field, um, you can hear all the coaching points. You can see how the players apply the coaching. Um, You get to interview them for the first time. So, you know, rather than just relying on what you're hearing at schools from your sources, which is usually great information, don't get me wrong, but to actually sit in front of a man and hear where he came from and how he was raised and the adversities overcome and, you know, kind of hear the player's story from through their, you know, through their own mouth, um, then you can get really get a grasp on the on the person that you're dealing with. So if, if you come into senior bowl week ready to ready to work, um, I think you can really eliminate a lot of the mistakes that teams make when they don't have this week long access to a player. If you don't have this week long access, you are relying on a lot of secondhand information, and you're not seeing a lot of the things you get to see firsthand. Uh, here during Senior Bowl week.
1: Yeah, I just think it's fascinating when I go to the one end zone closest to where you enter uh, Lad Peebles and my uh, right cheek goes numb a little bit as I'm sitting in between the goalposts just checking out the offensive linemen down there and then you can kind of gleam up and see the quarterbacks and wideouts and the the DBs and then the defensive ends on the far end. I I just think it's a great week and uh, I'm excited for you, Jim, to to take over the reins at the Senior Bowl after your experience in the NFL. And, And lastly, I just wanted to ask you, one last question about Chris in terms of him going from an area scout way back in 2000 and you fast forward to 2019 and he's now that not only the general manager of the Miami Dolphins, but he's the, the last guy. He's the guy that when he pounds the fist, uh, his fist on the desk, that's the last word. What do you think the biggest challenge might be for Chris? Or do you think that's going to be not, it's going to be streamlined for him to make that adjustment? I
2: think I think he's going to be ready for it. Again, not comparing what I'm doing right now to being a GM in the league, because obviously um, you know, the pressure of of running a a billion dollar organization and being in a market like Miami, but I did face something a little similar in in terms of, you know, this was the first job I've ever had where I took a lot of input from other people um, without seeing the player yet myself and had to build a board you know, without seeing players, no, I eventually got to see everyone that we invited to the game. And, you know, I would never invite someone here without you're about cross checking them myself, but really weighing people's opinions and, um, and those sorts of things. And then having the ultimate responsibility of, you know, when it's, when it's on your shoulders, um, it, it takes on a different, it, it, it takes on, you know, just, they're more of an added pressure. I mean, let's just face it. I mean, there, there is more pressure involved now. So, Um, you know, I know that Chris is a convicted guy and I know he's always had his convictions, but now it's his call and his name's going to be on the call. So, um, you know, but I think, I I think he's, I know that he's more than ready for it because he, he didn't just, he wasn't just handed this job after, you know, five or six years in the league. Like you talked about, he's like me. I mean, you start off as an area scout and you just work your way up and he went level to level and uh, he's earned it. So, uh, you know, just knowing Chris, he'll do
1: a great job. He's ready for it. Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, we uh, wish you nothing but the best. I know you've prepared for this for, for quite a while, and congratulations, number one. I know the week's going to go great uh, next week, and I'm looking forward to maybe seeing you next season uh, scouring uh, the United States as you watch college football and wish you nothing but the best. Thanks for spending some time with us, and thanks for your insight on Chris and, and some of those players that you're going to be uh, proud to showcase next week.
2: Yeah, absolutely, guys. I'll come on any time. I appreciate you uh, having me on and look forward to meeting you this week. And, uh, you know, it is. It's a great week down here in Mobile. I'm I'm glad to hear you guys enjoy yourselves when you come to Mobile.
1: Love it. I can't wait. Take care, Jim. I really appreciate it.
2: Okay, thanks, guys.
0: All right, that's going to do it for the Audible. Let me remind you, the Audible is brought to you by Verizon, the best, unlimited, is on America's most awarded network. Apple Music, TuneIn Music, Dolphin App, Dolphins.com. We'll see you then, and we'll see you next week.